Hey everybody, this is the Tomato Tomato Podcast. It's a podcast about movies and how they're reviewed, but today we're not going to really talk about movie reviews, actually. But I feel like it'll be very impactful on the way movies are reviewed, but continue. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of, this this is a different sort of episode. It's an episode that we joked about recording in our last episode, but I also kind of, when we were done, I was like, I really do want to record that because I know we're going to have a lot to say. Oh, I do. Yes, I know you do. But so, th- it, yeah, this won't necessarily be a like review-based mini-sode, but it is going to be more about just kind of a massive impact on the film industry as a whole. So if you live under a rock, but for some reason downloaded our podcast. If you just woke up from a coma. Yeah, if you and just woke like, up. Let me look up the newest, <laughs> coolest film podcast and let that be my source for all the news (laughs) instead of like actually looking at news then we are talking about the disney and fox merger that happened this morning it was a thing that had been speculated about for over a month now it was there were a bajillion think pieces written about it in one way or the other and everyone kind of wondered if it would be a possibility and now it's happened so (laughs) i'm like you kind of take the lead since I know you have way more. You have a lot of thoughts. I have been vehemently uh, against this from the very, very beginning. I, the only way I would have been okay with this if, if, if it was just Disney buying back the Marvel properties, mm-hmm. I would have been completely content with that. But this is they're buying everything. Save well, okay. for yeah, I'm like Fox there's a catch. Sport and Fox News. Well, and, and Fox and, Business, I think. Well, okay, and Fox as its own network, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. So, um, I remember I, I read something that basically said that now the programs that will air on Fox Network are kind of going to be impacted in a weird way because if it's something that is that airs on Fox but isn't produced by Fox, then something it's like Gotham. Yes. So Gotham is technically produced by Warner Brothers and airs on Fox. And kind of the same thing from my understanding with Lucifer. I still never give a fuck about Lucifer. (laughs) But so it's like both of those shows, since they're owned by and made by a different company and they just air on Fox, they're in a better boat and there isn't really a worry with them. And I think if anything, it kind of like gives them more standing because it's like, oh, we have this existing thing that we can deal with instead of like putting our Disney money into trying to make another show on the network or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So then but, uh, yeah. as I, I was saying, I, I'm just going to like kind of pull a point. <laughs> yes. Uh, everything that, why I hate this. Okay. All right. So number one, it, it gives Disney way too much power, uh-huh. not even in, in just film, but in all media. Um, I th- it'll just stifle creative voices. I think, um, I don't give a shit that the press release says like we're really excited to have all these new properties and franchises. Like, no, you don't. You're <laughs> you're counting your money, Iger. <laughs> Fuck you. All right, um, just, just run through all your bullet points. Number three, and then can pull them apart. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, what's what's my third bullet point? Uh, it, it, I really, I think <laughs> those two just kind of sum it all up. <laughs> you're I, like, I can't even think of a third one. <laughs> In my head, I had way more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel I mean, they'll it, come it, out it, as we talk. It takes me back to the, that point in the last season of Parks and Rec 
where there was those fake commercials where it's like, we're proud to be one of the five companies in America. <laughs> and it's true. It's, it's called corp corpocracy. There's a whole Wikipedia page for it. Look huh, at people. Okay. I've never like actually like, heard that whole, term. Yeah. It's this whole, like, I don't know if it's like a theory, but it's basically corporations run everything. Okay. And that's true. I mean, when yeah. look at Disney, they have a higher GDP than some countries. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it I'm very torn on this deal. I think I can understand I can understand why the deal happened from a lot of different angles. I think that it I don't know. I think there are positives and negatives to be gleaned from both sides of the deal. I do think the biggest negative is definitely, like we said, it's like Disney now is this gigantic behemoth. Like it already was, but now this kind of, it just turns into this like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like an analogy, but it's just kind of absorbing other things in its wake. And obviously we, we have sort of a system in place that's supposed to keep companies like that in check. But, but it's a flawed, broken system. It is. And I think in the, like, I think the biggest thing everyone was thinking about was like the TV aspect of it, which that's exactly why they like are signing the TV aspect, like the Fox network stuff away in like a different sort of package that Disney can't really own because otherwise it would be kind of a corporate like monopoly thing of like letting Disney have too much power in that regard but it's kind of I think I wouldn't be surprised if there's now more regulations that start to pop up in I, like, I, I'm more pessimistic with it I, I highly <laughs> doubt that because think about say we have Marvel that is headed up by Ike Permletter who has <laughs> but, the ear of our current uh, president uh, douchebag. So there's no way. And I, I keep forgetting a, Paul, like I keep forgetting that Perlmutter exists. I keep thinking it's just yeah. Kevin Feige and no one else. Like there's he definitely had a hand in this. And because then there was another deal that was almost gonna go through, and that was the Warner Brothers ATT merger, uh -huh. which I think was being pushed back by Drumpf, uh, <laughs> because of CNN and other reasons. So he was, they, of course, they're going to let this go because it's Fox making a shit ton of money. And so why wouldn't the current administration be against that? That's definitely true. Yeah. And, and, and look at the head of the FCC. Yeah. He's, I just, a, okay, he's so a former <sighs> Verizon lawyer yeah. who is very pro uh, ISPs fucking us over. Yeah, so see, my more, faith. Yeah. So is, I meant more when there is a completely different administration in place. <laughs> like that was kind of my mindset. It was not that this would happen right now because obviously it will not. There are a million things going on in our government that could be happening right now and aren't. So I was more just kind of in the mindset of like, once another kind of cabinet of people are in charge of the government, I could see them kind of being like, whoa, that was a weird thing that that we allowed to happen. So yeah, let's try like, to put more media regulations in place. I hope, but like, I feel like by then it will be too late to break Disney up. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think it would. I don't think it would affect Disney. My thing is just then it would prevent another merger like this from happening. Yeah. Because Disney already has a crap ton of power. I mean, really, by now, Mickey Mouse should be uh, a, a public. No, Mickey Mouse, the character, should be a public domain character. But yeah. Dis Disney is a powerful force in copyright law. Uh -huh. And they change it, what, every 
70 years or so so they can keep him. Yeah. So I'm my outlook on that is not. <laughs> this is like the most pessimistic that I have seen you get in a while. <laughs> Usually I'm very chipper. Yeah, but with this, you're just like, uh, it's just it's just like the someone will die of fun thing yes. from Parks and Rec. That's <laughs> kind of what I'm thinking of right now. But, so okay, so yeah. I'll try to let's I'll try to rein it back. Yes. To movies, um, I'll use one example: a movie that we both enjoy a lot, Gone Girl. I know. Okay, that so is a Fox movie. It's such a weird thing what they announced in their like press release about this. Which, by the way, we'll link it in the episode description I if mean, you Fox haven't gone now, through and read just, all of it. But yeah, yeah they own it, everything from Boss Baby to Gone Girl. Oh God, Boss Baby. Well, so then here's an interesting thing though, is because like like that in particular, I know like they just announced that like DreamWorks has the rights to Boss Baby or whatever. So I don't think that's a problem. But yeah, like Gone Girl, it's so weird that they announced like oh, now Disney has the rights to, like, every Wes Anderson movie and Gone Girl and, and all of this sort of stuff. I was you, like, this you, is such a you, specific... You have these filmmakers that, are, that, that have a clear creative voice and yeah. talent, like David Fincher and Wes Anderson. I, nah, <laughs> I have my problems with him. But, <laughs> but for the sake of argument, you have, like, these two people. I don't... Will they be willing to go to... Disney and create more of these movies or will they go to some other studio now? Yeah. Because I have no someone, idea. Like, someone like Wes Anderson to me seems like a very anti big corporate studio filmmaker. Yes. Yes. And he, I don't no, think I'm just he would. picturing like Wes Anderson land at Disney. <laughs> like I kind of want that to be a thing now. <laughs> like... oh, I can't wait for the Royal Tenenbaums ride. <laughs> like there would be this weird charm, like charm to it, and every kid would be like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" And that would win. Oh no, no, no! It's like when you go to Disneyland, you'll have uh, the murder mystery dinner, Gone Girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but no, you, you laugh, but you know this is something that is not out of the realm well, of possibility. Okay, I, I did kind of think about it because, like, going with other movies on the list. Okay, so like, Hidden Figures is a 21st Century Fox thing, and they specifically mentioned it in this press release, and it made me think. I'm like, are they? This would actually be a really positive thing. Are they going to completely renovate that like spaceship Earth kind of thing? That's like the history of space on that really slow Disney roller coaster. That would be great. Is that going to be like Hidden Figures themed? Because I am honestly really here for that. But it's kind of a weird like sponsorship <laughs> thing to throw in all of the sudden, and like, yeah, the 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 for one thing. I, I I should have before this looked up like every movie that 21st Century Fox technically owns because There's it's obviously way more than what this list is but like the fact that like what was mentioned on this list is kind of interesting and in part it's like the one that kind of stood out to me now is like so The Shape of Water came out really recently and everyone loves it. Neither of us have seen it yet. I'll try to see because it. Because it has such from. a limited release Guillermo. Yeah. Yeah, come on, come on Guillermo. Guillermo. I want to see your Abe Sapien fan fiction, even though he said that it's not. I'm like, it's Abe Sapien, but yes, it is. Like, but that is doing really well, and it's kind of an awards darling of this year. And but it kind of made me think. So I'm like, okay, does Disney technically get the Oscars for that now? Like, does I I don't think so because they didn't have a hand in distributing it or producing it. 
Yeah, but it's still like it's Since- that's one of those things that I didn't think about it because I'm like, well, wait, could could it be like? Could they suddenly swoop in and be like, oh, well, we're going to help give it a much wider release. And then that will help us kind of capitalize on the Oscar buzz or whatever. Like, there's so many. I feel like this deal is obviously huge. I I feel like there's a lot of fine print. Yes. And that anything that is currently in development, like being filmed, shot, or in the middle of being released will kind of be maybe untouched. But then again, I don't know, because looking back at the Disney Lucasfilm mm-hmm. deal, which we thought was the biggest thing of all time, mm-hmm. there, were, there were a whole bunch of Star Wars properties being developed, and those just got canceled. Like, I was really excited for this game, uh, 1313, mm-hmm. that was being developed, and it was far along, and it just got canceled, just because uh, they wanted to pass off the rights to EA. Uh, fucking damn it, EA. <laughs> But anyways, uh, but I purchased the high ground. Um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, it'll this will be huge for the film landscape. Yeah, I'm looking. It's, it's, I'm, it's like Disney's like they're gonna hold all the cards. Yeah, I just pulled up because I was kind of curious. Yeah, because there's I, a. I thought of like what the upcoming Fox movies are and like see, which ones would be affected because it's like you look at there's even like stuff that comes out like this this week basically that like yeah. now is technically a Fox movie so, but like kind of has a whole question with that. But then there's other stuff. Obviously, so, there's the Marvel stuff that we're going to talk about. But there's one other kind of bigger franchise. Yeah, I'm I'm lumping these two together. <laughs> okay. That's been very much Fox, Alien and Predator. Yeah. Um, because Shane Black. <laughs> yeah. He sh- they finished production on it, and it's supposed yeah. to come out next year, and we haven't seen anything for it. Um, I'm that'll still come out at some point. But I like, think so. What happens to Alien now? I, I did see I did see a tweet that now the alien queen is now everyone's favorite Disney princess. But <laughs> like, like yeah, it I, I can see Ridley Scott go to Disney to make a new alien movie, or is he like Ridley? fuck you, House of Mouse? Ridley. Ridley. <laughs> I'm actually gonna side with Ridley on this one. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't know because it is kind of like the having the like having the IP kind of housed by Disney, I think could either be really good or really bad, depending on those franchises. I think the way that Alien Covenant kind of went, from my understanding, does not fit with Disney's kind of thing. Like, no, we don't want to have Michael Fassbender having weird recorder sex with himself. But so See, I that's can, part of yeah. it too. There's so many franchises and IPs that clash with the family friendly brand of Disney. Yeah. So. Family Guy. Yeah, As but I okay. We don't watch or care for it, but that is something that, like, like how does that shake out? Or I like, it's think... always sunny. FX shows. Oh, oh. I didn't like, think about it's always sunny. But here's here's look the about thing. Ryan Murphy, right? That's his name. Yeah. All of his FX shows. I don't think that Disney is going to force a hand with all of that because I don't think. Not everything Disney does is by default family friendly. Like, sure, that's kind of what they're known for. But like, ABC, which is now technically owned by Disney, puts out a lot of their own kind of like more raunchy sort of adult stuff, even just on ABC as a network. And so, I don't think I, th- I think they have enough object permanence to know that that's not going to completely be 
homogenized and mm -hmm. I think they have to know that there's an audience for it and I think stuff like Family Guy and The Simpsons and It's Always Sunny and whatever I don't think they're going to want to change any of that I think that's mainly just like they're going to benefit from the um, syndication from all three of those shows yeah. so I don't think they really give a fuck like what those shows would be doing currently and if you want to watch those shows syndicated you're going to have to <laughs> pony up and pay for their streaming service now That'll consolidate <laughs> all of their IPs into one That's service. Not, okay, okay, but <laughs> that won't be but, a thing yeah. for like another year. And yeah, it'll be kind of okay. So Disney is actually doing like a conference call at four o'clock, and I'm probably Are you gonna, gonna sit in on that. Yeah, I might just like listen in on that just to be like, okay, what? Because this in is all the, the tea. Yeah, I'm like, I'm very curious what is going to be said. But yeah, like with, I don't know. I I don't think that. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so uh, there probably won't be as much, if any, homogenization in areas yeah. like FX or the Fox Network and their shows, but the one well, yeah, area, the Fox, yeah, the one area where <laughs> I expect homogenization is the Marvel properties. See, I, I don't think I, so. You, I, okay, so I'm okay, weeping, I'm weeping for James Mangold's X twenty three movie that we'll never get now. Yeah, I am. Okay, but so here's the thing. Where did I, I, I screenshotted it. What the fuck? Okay. Is so, it what Iger said about Deadpool 2? Yes. Or, they, I, I, yeah, he said that they are committed to working on Deadpool sequels and foresee a future where Marvel Studios can have an R-rated brand as long as we let audiences know what's coming. I just so, don't know. I don't, because figure, okay. even, even before this deal, Marvel was already dealing with how many different franchises from okay. like Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. Captain America, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, they're introducing so many new characters and properties. Will they have room for yes. these movies unless they put it under a whole new banner? Okay. <sighs> I'm trying to think of where to, how to organize my thoughts over here. So I think here's the thing. I've, I have, I have noticed that Feige has been as like, as vague as possible about what they're going to do next. Like he, he, the thing he keeps going back to is like, we're just going to put these six movies out and then we're going to go from there. It's kind of basically like, but you obviously know that they aren't like, you obviously know that they're trying to plan something and they're not going to wait until like Avengers four is released to like plan out their whole slate. But I do think that in a way it was dependent on this deal because I think phase four would essentially be kind of a combination of or, or kind of a way of like blending all of these things together but i don't know i don't see i'm trying to think of how to put it i i also think it entirely depends on like how they are going to approach bringing yeah. the fox stuff because, in. because like you already have the mcu is yeah. nearly 10 years old how do you introduce something as big and expansive as the x-men yeah. into this already expansive universe and pretend like they've been there the entire time. Like, sure, I, there are ways they can do it, but... The way I, that I've kind of seen is, like, they, like, the theory that I kind of have is sort of that then they would, like, it, it, would, it would open up, like, another universe sort of thing, and then the X-Men would be there or something. Like, something to where they can kind of accept the fact that, like, there's a multiverse sort of element to... Mm -hmm. 
this all without kind of pretending that, oh yeah, mutants have been here the whole time, which totally made me think of your joke where it's just like you wanted to take Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and just <laughs> like record mutants every time they say humans over and over and over again. But yeah, it, I don't know, I think, because they can't just pretend like, oh, they've all been hiding on an island exactly. somewhere and they've been here all along. Like that's physically impossible. And I think that if they're going to do it, I think they... I think a mindset would sort of be to kind of, I'm trying to think, like you kind of have to pluck certain things out of the X-Men canon and let that stuff sort of bleed through. Because as it is, the X-Men canon is so disconnected. Like everything's just doing its own thing, which yeah. I kind of admire in a way, but then also it creates such, such a, a clusterfuck. It's such a clusterfuck of continuity. And it's like, I don't see them... And Realistically, I'm, I'm just not excited for another rebooted. Here's the X Men again recast. Here's the new Jean Grey and Cyclops. Okay, and so just, it kind of here's my my thought with that because I completely agree. I'm like, especially after Dark Phoenix, and let's not go to space for Dark Phoenix. <laughs> like, I I think that the response to that it might. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if kind of the X-Men that they focus on once they bring them into the MCU are the kind of current day, like sort of a, not not calling it New Mutants because obviously New Mutants is its own thing, but like a younger class of characters, kind of more like X-Force-ish than sort of like Let's Jean Grey. X-Force with Deadpool. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't mean X-Force oh, exactly, yeah. but my point is just like a, the the younger class, like the present day sort of thing and less just doing Jean Grey and Beast and like Cyclops and everyone kind of all over again like because mm -hmm. I think no one it's all that that whole franchise in addition to being like 20 years set in the past I think has really run its course in my opinion like I get what they're trying to do with this movie but I really don't see I feel like everyone is just kind of done like Jennifer yeah. Lawrence did not want to be back. Like no. they, they kind of had to had to sort of beg everyone. Obligation, in a way. yeah. Yeah, and so I wouldn't be surprised if now the focus, once they're brought under Disney, is not necessarily recasting roles and making it obvious that they're recasting, but it's more just kind of like here's new characters that you haven't met yet, and that yeah, I mean, totally could the, exist. The X Men has the benefit they have so many characters that they they've existed in their own universe for gosh only almost 20 years now yeah. um so there's ways they can do that i'm just i'm curious to see how they're going to handle it yeah. all where something like yeah, yeah. i'm well uh, no what were you gonna say uh, and then you have like you mentioned new mutants i forget the director's name um josh did, boone yeah he has a whole like trilogy planned yeah. out where each installment kind of is inspired by a different kind of horror movie. Yeah. I'm really excited or I should, <laughs> I should say was really excited. Okay. I still am. Here's the thing. I, I don't know. I well, think I mean, I mean in the, in the sense that I, I don't know the certainty that we'll see the next two movies in that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, if this deal is going to go through, I think Marvel has to kind of understand, and they've sort of been understanding this from like a, a general Marvel side, but like like from from what's been happening in the MCU. But I think they need to understand that there is a different 
there's going to be a different process and a different level of response and a different sort of audience for each of their movies and not have it be where it's just like an assembly line homogenized, everything is responded to the same exact way sort of thing. Because I think we're starting to see that to an extent in the MCU where it's like, oh, like Civil War is technically a political thriller or no, Winter Soldier is technically a, a political thriller, but in the context of a superhero movie and Homecoming is technically a teen movie in the context of a superhero movie. So I, I don't think that they would like shit on the concept of let's have a horror movie in the context of a superhero movie. But I don't, I don't Wait, know. I. <sighs> Uh, outside of something like Guardians and Ragnarok, yeah. tonally, most MCU movies have been the same. Yes. Where something like New Mutants is jarringly different. Yeah. And I like that. So exactly because because it go to have to have these new movies like a Fantastic Four, X Men, whatever, yeah. be creatively and tonally different from the rest of the MCU goes against what they want. Because what would be the point? of getting all of these characters and IPs back just to have it clash with the stronger, bigger brand. Okay. I don't it think it goes against anything. what they, I don't think it was, I don't know. I don't know. Finish your thought. <laughs> like, I don't think we'll get another movie like Logan. It, cause it, for one of the simple, yeah. it can't sell toys. Uh, okay. But here's the, I don't know. I think the can't sell toys argument is kind of a weird argument to make because the only reason why it couldn't sell toys was because Disney didn't want them to sell toys. Like they kind of have, they've been fucking over Fox from kind of being able to make merchandise for any of their movies. And I think that, I, I mean, like, I don't know. I think, I think they kind of have to understand that not every property that they're going to get under this umbrella is going to be something that can be thrust into the Avengers franchise and into kind of the main, like, big blockbuster element of the movies. I think they have to understand that they can kind of combine this together and be able to kind of have that level of diversity of opinion and style and all that sort of stuff and like have these smaller scale movies without it being i don't know i'm, I'm hopeful His, history I'm tells me to, different i know history I'm tells me to, so different because i just keep thinking back to poor edgar wright uh-huh who had this clear creative voice was going to make this small ant-man movie and it turned into something else yeah i so like history Hmm. Uh, of the MCU is telling me that that the likelihood of that will not happen yeah. as much as I want it to. Uh huh. I just, I'm not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I don't, not entirely I don't sure it's it'll just, happen. Yeah, it's just because to me, why why would they spend all of this money to get the X Men and Fantastic Four back and not fully integrate it into the MCU brand when I mean, people I think have been clamoring? to see Wolverine next to Captain America. And it's like, you're not going to see that kind of Wolverine Logan character slashing people's heads off. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I agree with the sentiment that we're not going to get another Logan again, but I think in a way, I think there's a way to have stuff like new mutants and stuff like Deadpool to an extent kind of coexist and not necessarily have to be under the main umbrella because as it is like 
the MCU has a fuck ton of characters. Even if they kill a third of them off in Avengers 4, there are still a fuck ton of characters that are left. You, they are not going to realistically want the next, uh, like, the next sort of Avengers or the next, like, team-up movie to happen after that to introduce just as many characters, like, at the same time. So I think whatever yeah. integration we're going to see into kind of the, the tentpole version, like movies that are in the slate, I think are going to be stuff that's more like the Fantastic Four or like a handful of X-Men or whatever. I don't think it's going to be where it's like every single character is mandated to be in the Avengers movies. I think they could find a way to have these smaller things exist and not necessarily say, okay, that, that, that can't be, that can't coexist. It now has to join the main franchise. I think either, either way, however it shakes out, uh, San Diego Comic-Con 2018. Oh my God. Insane. However <laughs> you feel about it, there's going to be, yeah, it, it I just like, okay. Be. I just like mentally like, <laughs> I just like, because like, one of the things that I was talking to my brother Mitch about it, he said, at Comic-Con, just imagine them, all right, we're going to announce Phase 4, uh -huh. and then you see MCU, and it's like Phase 4, and the 4 is the Fantastic Four logo. Oh, yes. And people would lose their shit over that. Yes. Yeah, I think that the most realistic thing is that we're going to see a version of the Fantastic Four. Like, that is kind of the first thing I could see them kind of trying to throw in. I think the X-Men are still kind of a part of that, but I think we have to wait for Dark Phoenix to kind of run its course and then be then we can yeah. kind of guess like what the, are the X-Men the X-Men franchise has so many things going on right now yeah. that it would be it'll be harder to integrate as yeah. seamlessly as uh, as well, opposed to the Fantastic like, Four. My thought is that I don't I don't see them needing to or wanting to say okay, we're going to bring the X-Men in. Our highest priority is bringing Magneto and Professor X again. Like I don't see I don't know. I, 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 my, I, my hope is that they kind of understand that there have now been essentially 20 years of movies that cover those two characters and that that dynamic does not necessarily need to be wrestled with again. I could see mm -hmm. those characters still, be, still, still being used in other contexts possibly, but I don't see it to where it's like, okay, we're going to bring the X-Men in and it's exactly the same X-Men that Fox has been using, but in a different way. I see it more as just like let's try to use other characters from our arsenal and yeah. see th that way. It kind of is a little more seamless as opposed to just like, Hey, let's pretend we're not recasting professor X for the third time. Yeah. So. God. All right. So how do you, <laughs> how do you think like the tomato meter? <laughs> how do you, like, I don't know how critics will take this. Like in the new era, of Disney owning everything and producing a crap ton of movies. I just, will critics fall in line? I I think it depends on the movie. I think, I mean, like, are, are you asking from a superhero movie perspective or are you no, asking from just a general? All, all film. I think, I think it depends on the movie. I think there are things that are in production right now that I still could see. I mean, like, aside from the fact that Disney's name will now be on it, it still will be a movie that was kind of made under Fox. And I don't think, I don't know. I don't, I honestly don't know. But my hope is that it's not. Because something like, okay, uh, 
at least the first one I remember, How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Adored by people. Yeah. And now Disney owns it. Does that go to Pixar? Do they do more with it? What happens? I, I don't know. I think There's so many well, unknowns like with my, this deal. Yeah. And it's kind of weird because people's mindset with this deal is that in the merger happening, all these people are going to automatically lose their jobs, which yeah. it's like, no, not really. I mean, like, I, I get what you like. There obviously will be some sort of growing pains with this, but it's not like everyone who is currently employed by Fox is not going to have a job anymore. It's just that their job will now be for Disney in a way. But I don't know. It like there still will be people who are making these animated movies and who are making all of this sort of stuff and have been working on this sort of stuff, whether or not that actually so if, sees so the light of day. DreamWorks was a Fox property, right? The studio? Let me see. I honestly, I, I don't know. No, okay. Fox doesn't own How to Train Your Dragon. It's Paramount. Oh, Paramount. They're, okay, maybe it was a, a Fox distributed How to Train Your Dragon. Maybe that was it. Okay. But it's, yeah. Well, it's, and like, uh, <laughs> and like, we're just kind of speechless in a way. Uh, it's just um, so weird that there's going to be like generations now that grow up with all of these IPs under the same house, not realizing that they were all some indie properties. Just back in my day, back in my yeah. day, the X-Men never interacted with the Avengers <laughs> like that. That will be us. That honestly will be us. Yeah. And because I don't know. And then meanwhile, Sony is doing whatever the fuck it wants. Kind Seriously. Of. It's so weird. I'm like. Yeah, I just it like it, it's it's almost more glaringly obvious now now that they're doing that with this like with this merger happening. It's like okay, I don't know why <laughs> they just don't outright buy Sony because it's so weird to have ninety percent of your brand yeah. owned by you and then another weird ten percent owned by Sony doing their own little pocket universe that I don't know who's going to be interested in that now now that. I know. And X Men are back. I I don't know. Hell, I, I might be I, more invested in it now since it's not owned by Disney. Yeah, the the definitely the animated movie. I'm way more like I don't know. Which okay, so that's another thing. Yeah. How we uh, Disney has owned Marvel for how long? Six years. No. Six seven yeah. years. Yeah. And we're now just getting uh, something Marvel animated in that. Um, Marvel Rising. Oh, yeah. And it's taken that long for something animated to happen, whereas Sony, it, it kind of beat them to the punch with this amazing-looking Spider-Man so animated film. But, yeah, it... I, it's like, like, you would think by now, why hasn't there been, like, a Disney or a, a Marvel Pixar team-up? Or just, mm -hmm. like, shorts or something. Yeah, yeah, you could totally throw a short before something. And like, it, it's like, insane to me that they haven't kind of synergized more between animation, Disney, and Marvel. Yeah. I, it's so weird. It's honestly so weird. Because I, yeah, it hadn't occurred to me that that was a thing, but it totally is a thing. Like, and I'm just, even outside of MCU, I just don't know how Disney can manage all of these IPs. I, it's a staggering amount. The more you look at it, there's yeah. so many. I mean, something like Maze Runner, 
is uh-huh. theirs now. As little as people give a shit about it, it's theirs. I think, uh, here's the thing. I think with that franchise, they're going to put out the third one and then I think they'll kind of be done with it for a well, while. I mean, I was just kind of like cherry picking like this is a yeah. random one, but it's yeah. like they, from that, Boss well, so Baby. I, I, d- I did think there there's one franchise that pops up on the press release and that everyone was kind of talking about beforehand that I honestly do think having it under the Disney umbrella is better. And I think, and it's so weird because I do not like the first movie. I liked it when I came out, when it came out and now I hate it. And it's Avatar, because my I want thing, that franchise to die. <laughs> I, I want it to die, too. But it's very clear that Disney is the one that's trying to keep it alive by spending yeah. millions of dollars on Avatar Land, which, like, it, it's such a weird thing that they did that. And then now, six months later, they now own Avatar. Like, that was such yeah. a, that was, like, a perfect coincidence in that sort of I, I don't think it was a coincidence. I think that was kind of laying the groundwork for this deal. Yeah, but, like... Well, and so my mindset with that is, it's it's so bizarre because it's like Avatar is the highest grossing movie. No one remembers anything from it. No one really gives a shit about no it. One. Now we're gonna get a sequel over a decade before the like after the first one. Not even just and, one sequel. We're gonna get what three more? Yeah, three more. But like we're expected to give a shit when no one really gave a shit when the movie came out. But then my mindset is that. If it's under the Disney umbrella, I think that then they can have the ability to have people who aren't James Cameron be able to do things with that franchise and in like, whether it's like an animated series or shorts or something to Mm -hmm. like actually make people give a shit about Avatar because like- If someone out there can make me give a shit about Avatar, I'm gonna buy them a drink. Well, because like I can, I can see it. You have like the groundwork for something there in just the world that's created, and I think you could do it in this way that's not this weird genocide metaphor that the actual <laughs> Avatar movies are. Like if you just if you just set an animated short in that world and told a completely different story and how people would like and how characters within that world kind of interact with the world, people would probably really like that. And it yeah. would give it would make people remember that Avatar's a thing and not just this weird, like, I don't know, frozen head of a movie that like we don't really give a shit about anymore. But so like in that in that angle, I almost can see stuff like that working well. It's just more when it when it boils down to like the Marvel stuff and the like alien and predator stuff and whatever, I'm a little less kind of certain what their end game with that would be. But Me too. I feel like they're riding the high of counting yes. their money and everything that <laughs> it'll be a while. Cause it, like we were saying, there's so many IPs to yeah. manage here that it'll be a, it'll be a while before we see how they're going to handle them all. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I, I did kind of, I read a thing earlier today when you were talking about video games with Star Wars and all that sort of stuff. There is kind of a belief that now having almost all of Marvel kind of consolidated together would almost make those video games and the actual merchandising stuff and whatever way more likely. Cause it's like, they would be way more willing to like throw the Fantastic Four or like other parts of the X-Men into a video game than yeah. they were before. See, yeah. Cause I like merchandise, like I've, I've thought a lot. There's like this trickle down effect of all these yeah. franchises and IPs and merchandising, something like dark horse comics has the license 
for Alien and Predator comics. Yeah. Does that revert to Marvel now? Does yeah. Does Disney allow Dark Horse to keep that? Uh, like toy licensing, uh, like there's this toy company called NECA. Oh, and yeah. They, a lot of Alien and Predator toys. Do they lose that license? Does that go to Disney now? Like, there's so many of these little finer details in this huge mega deal that it's it's it boggles my mind. You're totally right about that. I did. I like. I thought about the toy thing to an extent, but I didn't really. I don't know. I think it'll. So, like, does yeah. it feel all of these smaller companies that produce like we're NECA. We our bread and butter is Alien and Predator toys. Okay, but and I did I did just look at a thing. NECA also um also I think produces MCU toys. Okay. So I don't think that's really an issue because like it looks like yeah, they they or like at least Marvel toys. Like there's like a Daredevil yeah. that they have and they have like a Doctor Strange that looks like the movie version and whatever. So I think I think when it's um when it's toy companies like that that are kind of as as independent and as all-encompassing as possible like NECA and Funko is the main thing that I'm thinking of like I think that they won't really it, it won't be a thing of like losing the licenses or anything I think it'll just be like different things that they're now allowed to produce that they necessarily yeah. weren't before yeah as like, much as as yeah. much as in this deal I feel like I'm losing the a lot the yeah. real the real winners in this are the Fantastic Four fans. <laughs> I'm, I felt bad for you for years and years. You guys yeah. got cracked on, but you guys, you guys finally got a victory. But then um, even, okay, but even then, like, the, um, the guy that did Legion is wanting to make a Doctor Doom movie. Yeah. Where does that oh, go no, now? I, I'm still crying about that. That's not going to happen. Yeah. And like, okay, where do, where do Fox's shows go? Where do the Marvel shows go? Because Legion is doing its own fucking thing, and like people love it, and well, I—it's made I, after a crap ton of money. Yeah, and so like they just that just because it doesn't fit the brand, I there's. I, I hope not. I don't know. My thing is that I think, like, like I was trying to say earlier, I think with this deal, Marvel and Disney have to learn that their brand has to be more than just one thing. Like their end game will be to target the middle school kids that want to buy a Captain America action figure or whatever. But I think they have to understand that there are more audiences for different things. And honestly, I think in a way, I, do our drinking game, because now I'm going to mention DC. I think DC almost has a better grasp on that, of like how to use your IP and target different audiences without it feeling disconnected from the character that you're trying to present. Because like we have... Everything from like DC superhero girls, which is targeted to a very young audience, to like the the animated movies that are more like R rated or pushing towards an R and whatever, and you kind of have everything in between there. And so, <laughs> I See, think to me that's more diverse than anything that really the MCU has presented. Yeah, save for maybe the Netflix verse. Yes, which so is I the one thing, but that but to a point. The, the Netflix stuff is so far removed from anything else going on in the MCU yeah. that it feels like it's its own universe. Well, so that's my thing is that I think that they almost have to do that with certain properties. I think that, like, I think they, they there's a way that they could let stuff like New Mutants and, like, Legion and whatever stand on their own in but that sort of they, mindset. Will they let these stand on their own? Because 
we've been I, clamoring to see Captain America and Wolverine on yes, screen together. Yes, but the, like, that's my thing. Legion is not going to, they're not going to put Legion or any of the characters on Legion into the movies. They're not going to put any of the new, like any of the new mutants into the main movies or whatever. I think there's a way to let the different storytelling kind of happen on its own. And while you still have that, like the, the group of characters that you do want to push into the spotlight in the main films, I don't think it's going to be all of the X-Men are now lumped into the, like chipper kind of homogenized mar like MCU film aspect. I think there's going to have to be some sort of separation there. I sure hope so. <laughs> you are so like <laughs> Disney needs to win me over with this. They got, they got a lot to answer for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm very curious. Yeah. I, I'm trying but, to I mean, we could, we could talk endlessly about this because there's so many we could. things going on. Is there on. anything else you really want to touch on before we kind of sign off? Um, well, I'm just... Uh, so I see this tweet. Um, someone tweeted at Jane... Or it was just a tweet that said, what happens to the X23, X23 film if this goes through? And Mangold tweeted, uh, I see the tweet. I don't know. I just keep doing my job. So, yeah. like Mangled, we just don't know. Yeah, I and I I don't think Marvel knows. That's the thing. No one knows. I, Down yeah. from Ridley Scott to <laughs> Boss Baby, there's so many questions that we have, and it'll be a while before we get any of them answered. Yeah, although they're okay. I have a weird theory, and by the time that most people are listening to this, this will be proven or disproven, and it'll be a ridiculous thing. So one of the things at first that like it's a very tangential thing it's not a big deal in like especially compared to like all of the actual current franchise stuff this is a very small thing but fox technically owned the rights to a new hope and now that now kind of we goes can get the original cut now we can get the original cut and also we can get the original opening theme and so yes. i kind of have a theory with this deal being announced today I would not be surprised if screenings of The Last Jedi start with that theme. We'll have to see. We'll find out <laughs> exactly. in several hours. Yeah, we will find out very, very soon. But like that was kind of a thing that people were talking about when this deal started being a thing. But like the fact that it's today, I don't know. I'm like, it could happen. It could not happen. It could have been a thing where they threw that in because like – they obviously haven't thrown that in with like the press screenings and stuff because that would have obviously been a thing that people would have noticed. But I would I would not be surprised. Like I think there's like a 50-50 chance that it's thrown in to like the public screenings now. Yeah. Which I think would be a really cool thing. But we'll just have to see. We'll, we'll, we will find out in several hours. And yes. speaking of Star Wars, please go back and listen to our last episode. <laughs> it was all-inclusive Star Wars series uh, retrospective on all the Rotten Tomatoes reviews. Uh, yes. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and our next episode, which we will try to record sometime this weekend, will be about The Last Jedi and about whether or not they use that fanfare and about whatever everyone is vaguely screaming about, but I don't know because I'm trying to avoid spoilers like the plague, even uh, though I literally work in a place that specializes in spoilers. <laughs> so. And where do you work? 
<laughs> oh God, that was a weird segue. Well, when I'm not working and when I'm working, you can find me on Twitter at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. And there you can find a link to all of my articles at comicbook.com. So yeah, by the time that you are listening to this, I will, I might've written a thing or two about the Disney deal and I will definitely try to write about Star Wars this weekend. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. And you can find me on Twitter at the Cursivito and I don't do anything else. <laughs> you play with your dog. I play with my new dog, Ruby. Yes. She's so cute. She's very cute. Yeah. So um, I think that is it. Yes. Awesome. Until this podcast is brought out by Disney, <laughs> keep watching movies. Keep watching movies. And that they're probably owned by Disney. <laughs> Bye. Bye.